very good morning. Well, that's the difficult bit, uh, in the sense that um, we were thinking, you know, about a year ago that this is going to be a whole tsunami of patients that were going to come our way, you know, with long COVID symptoms. But it seems that, you know, it hasn't necessarily come up to that. And there could be a variety of reasons behind that. It could be that the patients are toughing it out themselves. They've decided that actually this is uh, one of those things that, that they will have to manage themselves, that they, they, that they don't think that, they, that, that clinicians will be able to help them with it. Or is it that majority of them haven't had the complications that we were expecting? Uh, and that's why the numbers have actually not been that very high coming to us as GPs. Well, not to the level that we wanted to. So not the, not the level that we were expecting to. Absolutely, and I think I think I think a, a lot of this is about um, people being quite well informed about COVID. So not only clinicians, but I think uh, the the people in general, the population in general, is has actually been you know reading a lot about COVID and the long COVID symptoms. So I think is it possible that these patients or majority of them are self managing it? You know, so there's tremendous plethora of websites out there, you know, that provide you very decent information. I mean, if you look at the post-COVID recovery hub uh, set up by the NHS website or the uh, British Lung Foundation's uh, post-recovery, post-COVID hub, uh, you know, these all provide some very good information. So is it that these patients are actually managing it uh, via self-help resources? So uh, the long-term symptoms, long COVID, are perplexing. And it's almost anything and everything in the medical textbook. Uh, essentially, we to a recent research study found that one in seven patients uh, between the age of 18 to 65 uh, developed long COVID symptoms. When we say long COVID symptoms, we mean symptoms that developed four weeks after the illness and persisted above and beyond the 12 weeks. Uh, now, these patients, uh, majority of them, uh, by far, are complaining of symptoms like tiredness, uh, which is the commonest symptom seen anywhere from 18% to 80% of patients uh, post-COVID. But then other perplexing symptoms involving the lungs, uh, such as respiratory failure, uh, you know, heart problems, skin issues, liver problems, and let's not forget mental health here. I mean, a very significant proportion of those who suffer from uh, long COVID would develop anxiety and will need to seek help for that. I think that 
it, this is still, uh, you know, a, a new disease that we are learning a bit about. Uh, if you look at the NICE guidelines, well, this is a living guideline, so it's constantly being updated. So new data keeps coming, new recommendations keep coming up, and, and, and you know, new resources keep getting diverted. Um, my belief is that we need to have more sort of concrete pathways of, A, reaching out to these vulnerable populations that are not necessarily ringing us up, uh, B, we need to be, uh, we need to optimize our, our, you know, diagnostics somehow so that we are picking up more of these cases, so that we are able to refer more of these patients in. And eventually, lastly, we need to look at, you know, how best to use the healthcare resources in the most cost-effective manner with the best outcomes for the patients. So the best rehabilitative, uh, you know, research out there needs to be, uh, you know, deployed in real time. Thank you. Thank you very much. Have a nice day. Take care. Thanks, bye.